What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of College Hockey Talk. On today's podcast, I'm joined by two members of the Wisconsin Badgers men's hockey team, Roman Ashan and Ty Pelton-Bice. However, before we get to their interviews, I'd just like to ask if you can please follow our social media accounts on YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram at College Hockey Talk. Also, follow our Spotify page and subscribe to our Apple Podcast page and leave a rating and review. Doing these things helps our podcast grow, helps new people find us, and I really appreciate it if you did those things. And if you are a returning listener, thank you so much for coming back. I really appreciate that as well. Now, like I just said, our interviews today are with Ty Pelton-Bice and Roman Ashan, two great guys, two funny guys, two of my favorite players in college hockey, and it was an honor getting the chance to interview both of them. I've never done this type of interview where I interviewed two players at once, but it was so much fun, and it was a great interview, and I'm excited to share it with you guys. So without further ado, here's the interview with Roman Ashan and Ty Pelton-Bice. Enjoy, everyone. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of College Hockey Talk. On today's podcast, I am joined by two members of the Wisconsin Badgers hockey team, Roman Ashan and Ty Belton-Bice. Welcome to the podcast, guys, and how's everything going? Great. Thanks for having us. Yeah, it's good. Corn, a little uh, Christmas break. That's awesome to hear. And I want to start off talking about the season for a little bit. Uh, you guys are currently off to a 500 start to your season. Um, you had some good series against Notre Dame and Penn State, but you guys struggled a little bit against teams like Arizona State and Michigan. Uh, what have you two overall taken away from this year so far? Um, well, it's been there's been some ups and downs, obviously, but um, you know we had a little um, COVID things and all that kind of stuff. Um, particularly with our room, we we missed uh, half or a few games. So um, you know, I think we've been playing pretty well for the most part. Um, you know, we had a series or two where um, missed some guys right in the, the first series back against Arizona State. Um, you know, guys were kind of had to play extra and go into new roles. And, but the next weekend, I think uh, everybody found those roles pretty well. So um, I think we're going we're gonna to have everybody back for this next half of the season. So I'm pretty pumped about, you know, how our team looks with all the, all the guys back. Yeah, and I'd say we're pretty excited just to get our full team back once uh, all the guys come back for World Juniors. And uh, this year, we've just kind of rolled with the punches that everything's been thrown at us and trying to make it make us stronger by going through these uh, stages. Yeah, has it been an adjustment playing games at Le bon versus the Cole Center, or is that kind of the same for you guys personally? I mean, some people like it. Some people wish you're at the Cole, but – I mean, I don't, I don't mind it without fans. I think playing at the Cole Center, it'd, it'd kind of be a little, yeah. little weird with no fans there, just because it, it'd be so, such a big arena with, with, with it being so empty. Yeah, definitely would be. I'd definitely say it'd be a, a even weirder with no fans at the Cole. It's just so big. Um, you know, it's gonna just feel so empty. So we like, I like the playing at the Levon. It's a little tighter, and now we're, we get to have parents this second half, which is nice. Yeah, and has it been an adjustment for yourself not playing with any fans? Because I know some schools have been affected by it a lot because they get a lot of crowds that come to their games, especially at Wisconsin. That arena is always packed every night. Yeah, it's a little different with the cardboard cutouts in there instead of our fans, but we miss that. But uh, there's uh, nothing really we can do about it. So, Yeah, obviously, you know, I, I grew up here, went to a lot of games. Um, you know, obviously the crowd here is always electric. So you miss that a lot, but um, now at the same time, just kind of kind of focus on what you can control. So, you know, we got to try to create our own energy, everything like that. So, 
Um, it's it's gone well for the most part, but um, you know, obviously, you miss that that energy. Yeah, and this weekend you guys play Minnesota, who's obviously number one ranked team in the country. How do you plan to upset them and stop some of their top scores like Sampo Ranta and Sammy Walker? Um, you know, well, they, they obviously have a really good team. They got a lot of good forwards, a lot of good D, you know, they're good up and down the lineup. Um, but, you know, I think, you know, with our combination of speed, skill, you know, discipline, strength, all that stuff, um, you know, we're going to have everybody back. Um, you know, I think we're we're, uh, we're pretty confident in the way we can play. Yeah, and it's always different playing Minnesota than any other team with the rivalry, so never really know what the series is going to throw at you. Yeah, I'm excited for that series. It should be fun. I think you guys are a lot better team than the ranking shows, and I can't wait to see how you match up against a team like Minnesota to prove some of those people wrong. Yeah, definitely. Now, you've also had to adjust to many schedule changes throughout the season. How have you mentally stayed prepared for all those changes and postponements that have happened already? I think it's just kind of taking it day by day. Like, yeah. you never really know if you're going to – we don't even know if we're going to play Minnesota this weekend. Something could come up, and – so you just got to take it day by day and, and uh, improve each day to be ready for the next series. Yeah, that's what we've talked about all, you know, all summer, all fall. Um, you know, you got to handle adversity. You know, everyone's going to have to deal with stuff. So, you know, you can't blame a season on, you know, with having people out or anything like that. So, um, you know, you just got to, like you said, you just got to take it day by day and, you know, you know, be thankful for each day if you get to play that day. Yeah, and how's your freshman class looks like so far in your eyes, and how have they adapted to the new team, especially since the rest of your freshman class haven't really experienced something like this heading into college hockey? I know you guys never experienced it heading into your freshman year. Yeah, I think they adapted real well. I mean, with with our, our room being out for those games, they stepped up into their, their different roles, and, and they've played to the potential that we asked from them. So I, I don't think we could ask much more from them. Yeah, I've been pretty impressed with the way – those guys have stepped up, you know, they contribute out uh, offensively and defensively and, you know, anything you can ask from them. So, you know, they've been great a lot around the locker room, you know, great practice, you know, their energy has just been great. So it's, it's really good to see. Now three on three overtime has been introduced to college hockey this year. I know you haven't played in one yet, but how excited are you to potentially be in one this year and get more offensive chances, especially for Roman, because I know you're an offensive player. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it opens up the game a little bit, and I feel like that our team has the speed and the skill to, to excel in that area, so I, I'm uh, excited for our first opportunity for that. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I mean, like you said, our, our, I think one of our biggest strengths is our speed, you know, so with all that open ice, that, that can be pretty dangerous for us. Now, what has been the biggest improvement you both have made to your game so far? Um, I think uh, you know, my skating is what I'd say. It's I've never been a very, um, very good skater. I would say so. Um, it's something I've been working on, you know, the past few years, um, and I think it's improved a lot. Um, just you know, having more balance with the puck, with guys on your hip, and all that stuff, and then also top end speed, um, which is you know, with the improvement, it seems like I've been able to you know create more space for myself and create more offensively. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way with uh, my skating, and I feel like just the change, changing speed and uh, getting to open areas is what I've been working on the most. Yeah, and how was both of your off seasons like, and what did you do to prepare for this unusual season that was upon you guys? Because I know talking to other college hockey players, a lot of gyms are closed, and it was hard to find ice time 
what, how did you over, overcome some of those challenges that you might have faced during the off season? Usually, uh, we are in Madison actually training for about eight weeks, I think, right? Yeah, around, around eight weeks. So usually that that'll whip us into shape pretty good. And uh, but this year we kind of have a sh- had a shortened shortened Short summer, yeah. summers like session. So uh, I mean, we all kind of go home and do our own thing, and then we all come back together as a group, which is um it's really nice because it kind of gets us all on the same page. Yeah, we had the, obviously the pretty long quarantine period. Um, you know, the beginning of summer. So guys were home longer than usual. Um, you know, we had a, we had a great strength coach. Um, and he was, you know, sent us a bunch of workouts that you can do just at home with limited amount of weights and all that kind of stuff. So, um, I think the guys were in pretty good shape for the most part. Um, you know, coming back when we got back in what it, it was July, I think, yeah. um, we got a few weeks together and then um, just kind of continued on through the fall. Was there anything fun you guys did during the off season that isn't hockey related? Um, yeah, obviously it was kind of hard this year. Um, you know, you can't go out to bars or anything like that. Um, shout out to KK. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, no, but it's, uh, you know, we, we did what we could. We had to keep our circle small um, just with really close friends and with us. Um, tried to find things to do, you know, um, yeah, I spent yeah. spent some time at my cabin. Oh, nice. It's in Grand Rapids, so it's good good to get up there and get away. Yeah, that's awesome. And since you guys are both upperclassmen this year, and Ty, I know you have the A on your jersey. What type of leadership have you tried to bring to the team? And are you guys more vocal or lead by example type of players? Um, I'd say I'm probably more lead by example. Um, tried to um, implement the vocal part more and more into my game and leadership skills. Um, I think we have a really good balance of leaders on this team. You know, it's not just the guys wearing letters. It's, you know, him, everybody else, that a lot of upperclassmen, all that kind of stuff. Um, but it's just, I think we just have a good balance. You know, there's a few guys that can, you know, be really vocal and then some that are more calming presences and all that kind of stuff. Um, so it's just really, I think it's really worked for our team. Yeah, I kind of agree with the same thing. I'm more of a lead by example guy, but I'm not afraid to share my voice and, uh, I feel like that's another part of our our team that is doing so well is no one's afraid of any upperclassmen or anything. Like we're all all as one instead of being a freshman class, sophomore class, junior, senior. Anyone anyone's gonna call somebody out for not doing the right thing. Now I want to start off talking about the beginning of your hockey careers. Roman, you're from Minnesota, and Ty, you're from Wisconsin. Now, how did you both start playing hockey and falling in love with the sport? Uh, I started. My dad had a rink outside my backyard by the time I was like two years old. So, and we also had a rink right down the street from us. So my, me and my brothers were always out there battling against each other and a few bloody noses there, so. Um, well, my dad played for the Badgers and then um, a little bit for the Bruins and then in uh, many different places for, for minor league hockey. Um, so it was kind of, Dustin, I was, I had a hockey stick in my hand like right away, um, I'd go down into the locker room, my dad and his teammates, and passed the puck around and stuff. I think I first time I skated might have been I was two or three, I think. Um, but you know, my my dad's side of the family has been a big hockey family for a long time, so um, it just kind of started, you know, right away, and I've loved it from from the get go. Yeah, and you were both mentioning you both grew up in hockey families. Uh, Roman, your brother Jack, who is currently on the Bruins, played for St. Cloud and was very good. And obviously, Ty, you're mentioning how your dad was a Wisconsin 
um, Badger, and he also won a national championship with the Wisconsin back in 1990. My question is, how did being in that hockey environment help your development? And what is the communication like between Roman, your brother, Jack, and Ty, with your father? Yeah, me and my dad, or me, me and my dad, me and my brother are pretty close, and uh, I've always, always grown up, like, competing against him and wanting to do what he does, so I think that's pushed me to try to be better each and every day, and and uh, yeah, there's been some, there's been some good fights, and there's been some good, like, good times out at the pond. So I feel like that's kind of, kind of what keeps me going. Um, yeah, my, my dad's obviously been a big part of my hockey career my entire life. You know, he coached me up until high school, basically. Um, also with my uncle too, he's been a great, great influence. Great, he's a great coach. Um, so they've always said always been a big part of my hockey career you know I think it's really helped with my hockey sense I think that's one of my strengths and uh, obviously that is from you know being around hockey all the time and watching it um, yeah so it's just been you know the family is is great when it comes to playing around like me and my dad and my sister all the time or you know in the basement shooting pucks or you know out on the pond so it's been great. Now, who was your favorite player growing up, and what part of their game do you try to emulate to your game a little bit? Um, I've had a few. When I was really young, I used to love Alex Tange. Um, just from you know, Washington play, I think that uh, I used to. My family used to go to to Colorado a lot, so I was a little bit of an Avalanche fan, especially when they had that that sick team with you know that Sackick, Forsberg, Korea Salani. Tangay, hey Duke, all those guys. Um, but, uh, I, don't, I don't know if I could say it. But, um, yeah, I don't really have one. I kind of like growing up in Minnesota. I was always a Minnesota fan, so I watched like guys like Clutterbuck, and that's kind of the the game that I wanted to play. So I I kind of liked watching him. Now you both played in the USHL before heading to Wisconsin. Now my question is, what was it like to play in that league, and how did it prepare you for college hockey? Uh, I think that I, I love playing in USA, USHL at Cedar Rapids. Uh, Carlson was a great coach there, and he had my brother there the year or two years before. So uh, it was a welcoming environment from him and the rest of the guys there. And I just feel like the USHL as a whole made me made me a better player just because I had to catch up with the speed and the skill and the strength of everyone else. So that kind of pushed me to get better. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, what he said—the the speed, strength, skill, all that kind of stuff—playing against those guys helps you take the next step before you get to college. You know, if, you, if you're coming right out of AAA or high school or to college, you got a you got a big jump to make. So you're playing against 23, 24 year olds. So, um, and then also, I would say just all you all you're really doing is playing hockey. You don't have much else to focus on. Maybe you're taking a class or two, but um, so that's pretty pretty great to just have a year where just or, or two where you're just focused on hockey. You don't have to worry about anything else. And you can really put a lot of time and effort to developing your game. Now, this is a question for Roman, but playing high school hockey in Minnesota is unlike anything else. I've, I've seen the YouTube videos from the state tournament. Uh, what's it like being in a Minnesota? What's it describe the Minnesota high school hockey scene and being a player in that atmosphere? Because it seems a lot of fun and I'm not from Minnesota. So I quite don't get it because a lot of guys from where I'm from go to prep school or have to go to juniors to play their high school hockey. Right, and uh, I think it's a lot like in Wisconsin. Like you, you're growing up playing high school hockey in front of all your best friends from school. Everyone's coming there to support you, and I just feel like the environment of the the tournament is the 
the state tournament is unbelievable with the with it being at the XL. And I was lucky enough to go there my junior year of high school. Uh, we lost in the first round to Wyzetta, but even just just being there is like it's it's unbelievable. Now, this is a question for Ty, but I was reading up about you. And before Wisconsin, you played for Harvard, where you made a Frozen Four appearance in 2017. Uh, what was your Frozen Four experience like, both on and off the ice? Because I went to one before in Boston. It was really cool, like the whole setup and atmosphere, and especially since it was in an NHL arena. Oh, it was it was awesome. Um, you know, obviously, in, in college hockey, whenever you play, you're, you're treated really well. Um, you know, hotels, meals, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, I think it was a little – even greater than usual um, that weekend. Um, and then obviously playing at the United Center was awesome. The, you know, from the graphics on the ice to the people in the stands, it was an amazing atmosphere. And then obviously super cool to be able to play in it. Um, you know, we had a heartbreaking loss, but, you know, obviously you wouldn't take that back. Um, but it was a super cool experience. And, um, yeah, I'm glad I got to do it. Now, I want to ask you, what was your recruiting process like, and why did you both decide to go to Wisconsin? I know, Roman, you went straight from juniors, and Ty, you transferred from Harvard. What was your recruiting processes like, and how did you end up at, with the Badgers jersey? You got it. Okay. Um, yeah, obviously, um, you know, I transferred here from Harvard. Um, ended up, you know, just not – didn't think it was a good fit, kind of with the school and the atmosphere. You know, hockey went, hockey went really well, but um, – and then, uh, yeah, then one night kind of announced that our, the coaches here found out that I was probably not going to go back there. They reached out and said they'd love to have me. So um, it was a pretty easy decision. Obviously, I tried to, you know, look at any other schools that were possible a possibility. But um, obviously, growing up in Madison with my family here and, you know, rooting for the Badgers, it was a, a pretty easy decision, and I'm glad I did it. Yeah, uh, right, out of, right out of high school, I was – kind of talking to St. Cloud a little bit because my brother, obviously. And uh, I just kind of wanted to do my own thing, go to a little bigger school and uh, kind of start my own path. So that's kind of how I, I uh, came to Wisconsin. But on my recruiting process, I came here and they started showing me all the facilities and the campus, and I just kind of fell in love with it as, as they brought me around. Yeah, and what was the biggest adjustment you both had to make to college hockey? I know talking to some players, it's the mental side, making quicker decisions with the puck, or sometimes it's the physicality since you're playing against players that are five years older than you are. Yeah, I'd say the toughest for me is just, again, the speed. Coming from juniors, it's a whole other level to, to adjust to, and I think that the, that jump is making me a better player, and, and it's, uh, it's forcing me to be better, else you're going to kind of get eat up, eaten up in the league. Yeah, speed, speed and strength obviously are is the, the big thing. Um, decision making is uh, as you get to the higher levels is definitely the, probably the biggest thing. Um, and then also confidence, you know, um, maybe my freshman year, you know, I was happy to be a third, fourth liner, and it's something I hadn't really done in my hockey career, and it was it was great. And, you know, not a lot of pressure, and all that kind of stuff. But then after that, you know, you you want to take on that bigger role. Um, so, you know, I think you just got to take every step you can whenever you can to, to build more and more confidence. Yeah. And what's it like to play under coach Granado and does he have the best hair on the team in your opinion? <laughs> um, I don't know that there's been some skepticism. Um, you know, my, my dad, my dad's played with him um, in, in college and, he always gives me, talks to me once in a while, and says, "What's going on with Tony's hair?" <laughs> the, the TV lighting doesn't help it. I think it, I think it looks pretty good. 
Um, but uh, you know what? It's, I think it's good. I think it's probably one of the best out of the coaches that we've seen. Yeah, I, lo I love playing for Tony, and I feel like he's, he's the kind of guy that's not going to let you slip by. He's going to ask the most from you, and if you're not giving that, he's going to get in your ear. So. Yeah, and you're obviously the 14th ranked in team in the country. Um, how do you try to maintain that success throughout the high expectations that your team has with all the top-end talent that's on Wisconsin? Yeah, again, I think we just got to take it day by day, and we, uh, we've, set, we've set meetings to where we've set goals and we try accomplishing these goals or getting as close as possible to them. So I think that's kind of a big part of our team of what we want to do and where we want to be at the end of the season. Yeah, we've obviously, in a certain series, we've seen uh, how we can play. Um, if we can you know, hold ourselves to that high of a standard um, week in and week out, um, I think we're going to be a pretty hard team to beat. Now, your team has lost in the Big Ten playoffs the last two years. Uh, what do you think needs to be done to get over that hump and get out of the Big Ten and win a Big Ten championship? I think it's just, uh, you know, you got to realize that it's a whole new team every year, so you can't dwell on the years past. I think um, I think our the resilience this group has and, um, you know, the, the handling adversity, all that kind of stuff um, has shown so far. So I think that's going to help us in the long run, especially in playoffs. Now, you guys have also had some struggles on the road the past two years. Um, how do you plan to improve your team's performance on the road? Because I know it's a lot different playing at Cole Center or now LeBron. Yeah, I mean, going into a road series, you might have a different mindset going in there than it is at home. Just kind of trying to keep the game simple right away. And as the game opens up, that's when we have to learn to capitalize more. Yeah, that's definitely the way we've, we've tried to approach road games, you know. It's especially on the road, you know, any game you want to start, start simple and, um, you know, try to break their D down, all that kind of stuff um, as soon as you can. So, um, yeah, obviously I think it's what he said, stay simple right away. Um, you know, it's going to be, you got to try to keep the energy a little bit lower. Obviously it's a little different without the fans there. You don't have to do that as much, but um, yeah, it's definitely just you know, keep everything simple. Now, speaking of the fans, what's it like to play in that atmosphere at Cole Center, and what's the best trip you've heard from the student section before? <laughs> the atmosphere is awesome. Uh, like every time it's a big hit, big goal, like it goes, it goes nuts. But I honestly don't know if I have heard any chirps from the student section. They're kind of they're kind of tucked away behind the glass there. But yeah, I mean they've got they've got some pretty good cheers. Um, you know, it's hard to pick one. Um, yeah, that's obviously growing up here. I've, I've heard a lot of them, but um, I think my favorite cheer, cheer might be "Let's go, let's go, red and white." Worst cheer, worst cheer, worst cheer ever. <laughs> keystone, Keystone, Keystone Light. Worst beer, worst beer, worst beer ever. That one, that one cracks me up every time. Even that, I'll be as focused as I can on the game, and I'll hear that, and I'll and I'll giggle. So, um, it's obviously great having them there. They're an absolute riot. I think it testament to the home home ice advantage we get when we can play in the Cole Center. Now one thing we're introducing to the podcast this year is fan questions. Now we have one fan question. This is from Samarth Doraswamy. Hopefully I pronounced the last name right. I apologize. But they ask, what's it like to play with Cole Caulfield? <laughs> um, he, it's awesome. He's, you've never seen someone you know love scoring goals as much as he does. Um, you know, you can obviously see that playing the World Juniors or watching our games. Um, 
but yeah, he's a super, he's super nice kid. Um, and you wouldn't, you wouldn't think it, but he's one of the most intense people I've seen on the ice. So playing with him, I've tried to take on the role of having to uh, poke him every once in a while and say, Hey, just relax a little bit. You know, if, uh, you know, if someone doesn't score, he doesn't score. He can get pretty, pretty hard on himself. So um, try to remind him to just remember that he's uh, an elite goal scorer and he's going to score if you keep shooting. Yeah, I'd say the same thing. Great, great guy. And he's a ton of fun in the locker room and he's a, he's a competitor and he's a, he doesn't take losing easily, which is a good thing. And I think that's, that's why, or what makes him as good as a player as he is. Now, have you guys been watching the world juniors? I know Dylan Holloway is playing for team Canada and obviously Cole is playing for team USA. Have you guys watched their performance so far? Yeah, we watched we watched a bit of it. Uh, I thought I thought we watched the first game, and I thought USA they played well, but I think that Russia kind of just overpowered them a little bit. But it, it was early in the in the tournament, so I think that they're going to come back and show what they got. Yeah, they've been obviously been pretty impressive lately. Slovakia gave them a good game, but um, those teams are pretty good at that, especially in the quarters. Um, yeah, Cole finally finally got a goal last night or two nights ago. Um, which is big for him, obviously. And Dylan's been Dylan's been playing great. I think uh, sometimes points wise he goes under the radar, but if you look at the lineup, he's always on on that top group with those guys that are producing. He he just does a lot of little things right, forechecking, making plays on the breakout, and getting to the net. Now, if USA plays Canada in the final, are you guys gonna? Is it gonna be hard to root for which team? Or are you guys just gonna root for the USA since you're from America? Yeah, no, there's no chance I can vote against USA there. Yeah. Um, my my brother, we were actually watching uh, watching the replay from when my brother was there, and it was like I got chills watching it again just because it's always great being in Canada. Yeah, especially in Montreal. That was the coolest part of that tournament, just seeing all the disappointed Canadian fans when USA won. Well, my parents were there, and they said the building cleared out within 10 seconds. Like, <laughs> deflated. Yeah, one player that's been impressing me the most during World Juniors is that Trevor Zegras. Uh, he's he's amazing. He's definitely going to be a potential top ten player in the NHL in a few years, in my opinion. Yeah, you've always you've seen you see last year you could he has the skill, um, and this year it's really really prominent. I think just him taking over the game, his confidence level. Um, you know, well those guys can stick out and stuff like that. He's got a little like probably a little bit a little bit extra skill, but uh, just his confidence um, out there, I think, sets him above the rest. Now we're now in the non-hockey segment of the podcast. And my first question is, who has the best style on the team? Looking at you two, it seems like you guys might have the best style, but who else <laughs> dresses very well on the team? Yeah, I'm a big sweatshirt guy. Yeah. I'd have to go – I like uh, I like Jesper's style. He's kind of got the, the Finnish style. Yeah, a couple of the Europeans have pretty European good style. style. So I'm kind of I'm digging it. Yeah, him, Linus. Um, Ryder tries to have the best style. Ryder looks like a goofball. But he's a goofball. Everyone was saying Robbie Baydoon just because the stash. What's your thoughts on Robbie Baydoon's mustache? Because I love it. I like it. Yeah, I think so. He's uh, yeah. He embraces the dad role. Obviously, being the, the grad transfer, he's he lives with Cole, so he's uh, pretty much Cole's dad. We call him so. Um, yeah, he embraces it with the mustache. He's got pretty good style. Now, who is the funniest on the team, and what funny stories do you have of that teammate? Jesper Peltinen. He, uh, he's literally just a walking movie. Like, everything he does, it's, 
like if you walked around and videotaped him, it would be a comedy show. Yeah, that that would be a hit. For like, sure. it's not even like he's trying to be funny. It's just some stuff he says. It's just like, where does that come from? Like, <laughs> he's got the weirdest facts on the team and pounds about fourteen cokes a day. <laughs> big, <laughs> big nutrition guy. Uh, will you say the same person or someone else on the team? Maybe. Oh yeah, no, it's it's gotta be <laughs> it's it's hands down yes. Just now, literally everything he does. Now, what music do you guys like to listen to, and which arena has had the best uh, warm up mix? Mm, I mean, this is DJ Pressplay over here. He's <laughs> he's got the ox. I mean, he's really have we got a good there are seats in the car based on. He gets he gets past he gets front because he's on the rocks every time. But um, it's kind of a mix of everything. Um, we had some country flying around today in the locker room, but a lot of a lot of like techno, EDM. Yeah, we had some EDM or some rock before games. Some rock before games, yeah. I know a lot of the guys like the big booty remixes on SoundCloud. Do you guys listen to that before games? Yeah, we, we actually listen to that like working out a lot. Yeah, we just throw that on, and then no one has to really mess with the the iPad during workout and stuff, so we can kind of keep it rolling. Now, what is the hardest class at Wisconsin, in your opinion? Well, none of us have taken that, so I don't know. <laughs> um, oh, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Um, music 113 is pretty hard. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. There's uh, a couple guys that have to take chemistry this year, I think, which is, which is going to be pretty hard. But Yeah, me and Dom last semester struggled through an yeah. accounting class. That was a, they were that was always a, lot, of, a lot of work, but we made, we made it through. Yeah, no, chemistry, I hate it. I hate chemistry so much. Not as, I don't hate it as much as physics, but I just hate that math science. I just don't like numbers involved with other subjects. I think yeah. it just makes things more confusing, in my opinion. Yeah. Now, um, if you could have lunch with anyone in the world, who would it be and why? Oof. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I would actually go with Dennis Rodman just because I'd love oh, to yeah. hear all of his stories. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we watched The Last Dance this this summer, was it? Yeah. yeah. Um, just, I just want to know. I want to get the inside scoop on his mind, what's going through his head. What was your thoughts on the story with Carmen Electra in the hotel room and then Michael Jordan having to go to Vegas just to pick him up? That was the yeah, best one in my opinion. That be the most legendary story ever. Yeah, and I think the best part of it is when he came back and he was the best player on the team when they were yeah. doing the, the run or whatever, and he was out in first. And I was like, oh, my God, like this guy's an animal. Yeah. I would love to talk to Michael from the Last Dance documentary because he's so intense. And I loved how he didn't care what other people said about him or his team because he would push anyone no matter the cost, really. And, like, that one guy, I forgot what his name was, but he was just roasting him the entire documentary. I felt bad. He went to UConn, I think. But, uh, no, so I like Michael. I think his intensity, his greatness would be someone to just to get – just to hear a little bit of it would be fun for me. Yeah, he'd be, yeah. He'd be pretty cool. I mean, he's, he had some good quotes from that. Like, I think he said, why would I ever be afraid to miss a shot I haven't taken yet? And then that hit me pretty hard. That's – well, the confidence level is obviously something you want to improve on every day. and. Yeah, it's definitely a, a good example to, to take from. Yeah, my favorite quote was probably, it was like, you might call me a tyrant, but I don't care because you've never won anything. Like, that was like, wow, like, that really called me out in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. Now, last non-hockey question, what is your biggest pet peeve? Um, Roman doesn't do the dishes. <laughs> No chance. Um, I don't know. 
Mm-hmm. Maybe We've like, been pretty lucky with all the with all our roommates, and I don't yeah. think anyone's been that. Annoying. Yeah, I don't have I don't have a bad pet peeve because I've my oh my god, Max Zimmer, Max Zimmer's dishes. That's my <laughs> biggest pet peeve. That might be, might be mine. I didn't even live with you. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, back to some hockey questions. My first one is: What advice would you give uh, younger players trying to make it to college hockey? Um, I'd say the process is, it can be long, it can be short, but it doesn't matter as long as you get there and it, it's different for everyone. So some people are going to stay in high school all, all through senior year. Some people are going to leave after sophomore year. Some people are going to play one year of junior. Some people might play four and, uh, it's just the, you just got to kind of embrace the process and, and, uh, just yeah. give your best shot to be a college hockey player. Yeah, I'd say that's yeah, that's a huge part. You know, there's I always ha- I've had people reach out to me, you know, family, friends, all that stuff, and saying, "Oh, you didn't make this team, or you didn't get the call up here. Like, what's, what's wrong? Like, like nothing. Like, it's different for everybody." You know, I was probably more of a late bloomer myself, so I I didn't try to rush anything. You know, I've in my fifth year of college, um, which is I think is a was a big big help for me just to develop my game an extra year. Um, and then I also say just, you know, find the fun and everything in the process. You know, it's, if it's getting, something's getting grueling and you're not having fun, you're not going to, you know, improve that much. So, you know, change your routine or whatever it is to make it fun. Um, you know, obviously there's going to be some parts that aren't fun, but you know, you gotta, there's gotta be some fun parts. Um, otherwise, you know, you're not going to enjoy it. If you enjoy something like you can go through the pain a lot more than if you're not enjoying it. Yeah, one question I wanted to ask you too was, this is my first year in college and it's hard to just balance the academic side, but how do you two both balance hockey and academics? Because it seems like it could be a lot on your plate and also trying to have a social life on the other side of it as well. Yeah, I'd say just kind of trying to stay on top of things. Once you get behind, it gets tough. So we have we have good resources here with our academic advisors and our tutors. So uh, yeah, I'd just say use all the resources that you can that or that whatever's given to you. Yeah, I think yeah we've obviously yeah we got to get a lot of help with um, their advisors. You know, keeping on top of keeping on top of things and classes, all that stuff. Um, so yeah, it's just it's just mainly um, uh, for me. It's always we have a little uh, calendars we get every year or every semester, and we write down when assignments are due. Um, you know, that's I think that's the biggest yeah, help for right. me. It's just. You know, you can see something's done. You're not worried about, oh, what do I have to do today? You can look right there and you got it. Um, that's a lot easier. That's yeah, like you said, if you get if you get behind, it gets starts compounding. It's harder and harder. So, you know, get stuff done early and often when you can. And it makes it the easiest. Now, what should I do to improve as an interviewer and make this podcast better? Because this is the first time I'm interviewing two people in one show. <laughs> I like the yeah. Um, I don't. Yeah, obviously, I think. The, the two was fun. Um, yeah, I like the uh, the non hockey questions were fun for sure. Yeah, awesome. questions. Nice to get away from the game a little bit. Yeah, the, the who's the funniest? Best yeah. dressed, all the good stories. Those are those are the best to talk about, I think. Oh, definitely. Yeah, no, I hope to have more two for one podcast just because um, I think it makes the dynamic more interesting. And it's obviously been tough now because of, you know, coronavirus. You can't really get people together, but I appreciate you two coming on now. Do you have any shout outs you have to give to any of your family members, teammates, or do you want to plug anything in before we let you go? 
Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Good luck for the rest of the season. I'll definitely be watching and promoting you guys as much as I can and stay safe and take care. Perfect. Thank you. You too. Just want to say thank you so much to Roman and Ty for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it, and I wish them nothing but the best uh, for the rest of the season. I know they're going to do great things uh, with Wisconsin. Thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. I really appreciate it. It literally means the world to me, and I hope to create more great podcasts for you guys in the future. Um, You can watch this entire interview on our YouTube channel at College Hockey Talk. Um, I will be posting some of our older interviews on that channel as well. So make sure you subscribe to that. But until next time, guys, I'll see you guys then. Take care. Have a great day. Thank you guys so much for listening once again. And I'll see you guys next time with another great podcast. Bye.